Covered in Glory is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, must be 21 years or older. Back to another edition of Covered in Glory. Brett, any big changes in your life or is it just me? Uh, well, I mean, your life changes affect my life. So I guess I have a change too. But I'm going to let you take the floor. We're going to do You always let, you're so nice. You always clear out for me. Let me go one on one against the defender. Give me some space to shine. This is going to be Toby's space to shine here. I'm going to, I will be the silent partner for once. Well, it won't be my space to shine because the entire Extra Points network will continue to shine. And that's what I'm very proud to talk about. If you were listening to the rest of the network this week, you have heard that there are some changes coming. Uh, my my co-founder, my business partner, my friend Sal has gotten a tremendous opportunity and him and part of the team have decided to take it. And unfortunately, part of that opportunity was leaving the network. Uh, but of course, as I said at the beginning, this is not the end. We are continuing. We are going to move forward. And I want to thank Omaha. I want to thank Caesars. And I want to thank ESPN for making it happen, particularly Rochelle and Anthony over at Omaha in their audio division. Uh, they believe what in what we built, and we are going to continue to try to not disappoint them each and every week. Uh, so starting next week, we will have a new slate of shows. Well, actually, it'll be only one uh, one new show, but the rest will be very familiar to you. Uh, on the Against All Odds feed, Trendy is going to be the new show there. I am going to be the host, and it will be me and a bunch of friends that are going to go head-to-head gambling each week. And we're also going to explore the trends that are the best way to casually gamble. I'm really excited about it, and we're going to try to keep it to 15, 20 minutes uh, an episode. So it's kind of like the old joke, the food is terrible and the portions are too small. If the food is terrible, at least we won't make you eat very much of it. Uh, and then from there, minus three is going to continue and is going to expand. We are really excited about Dave and his vision for things going forward. Uh, he will continue to have a guest early in the week. Kevin Hench will be coming back on Thursdays. And then Friday, we're going to try something new on that feed, which is going to be a great sociological experiment. Dave Damashek is going to try to do a 15-minute pregame show. Just like baseball used to be four and a half hours, we're going to try to take Dave Damashek and throw him on a pitch clock and see what happens. So the best weekend preview available anywhere will be on the Extra Points Network, and it will be super fun to see if he doesn't combust along the way. Uh, other favorites are coming back, such as Waiver Wired, uh, featuring our own Eddie Spaghetti and Jen Piacenti. And then Lemon Pepper Parlay will be back for the NFL and the NBA season, led by Martin Weiss and Mark Gunnels. And unfortunately for all of you, I am sorry to say that Covered in Glory will be Woo! continuing. It will be continuing not ending against all odds against all odds the name of the podcast that is leaving stands for us continuing into this nonsense for a third season and as i kind of previewed earlier um when we did our first episode we will be going abroad we will be traveling into the continent we will be expanding beyond just the premier league so i am oh i'm sorry i left one out uh, extra points itself, the extra points feed from the extra points podcast that will also be continuing. And I am super proud and pleased to announce that Sarah Tiana will be joining that show. One of our favorite guests who showed up on various shows on this network, a hilarious comedian who also is a massive Atlanta Braves fan, huge sports fan, puts content about sports out on social media frequently, um, has a great Netflix special, is going to be a, a tremendous new voice to join the network. She and Dave Damashek will be leading a panel show where we play a bunch of games together and have some fun. Don't take anything too seriously. And then at the end of the week on Fridays, uh, if you didn't have a chance to spend eight to 10 hours listening to everything that everybody says, and I, for that, I don't blame you. If you did seek help, uh, we will be putting out a best of extra point show on Friday, summarizing the week and just spotlighting all the best content we did across each of the shows. So that is what is going to be happening going forward. Um, before we move forward, I would just like to say a couple of last things. Um, I am very proud of Sal. I'm very grateful to Sal. 
to helping us build where we got today to get to the point where we're sustainable without him. He made an incredibly tough choice. I mean, this business is hard, guys. Like, I know you guys hear us on the mic and you think we have um, a dream job, and, and we do. But keeping and maintaining that dream job requires a lot of delicate balancing in the modern ecosystem. And I'm not expecting a fiddle to start playing or tears to start flowing or anything like that. But kind of imagine if in the NBA, the sneaker company, determined where you can play you're like oh well i love wearing nike shoes and nike's like too bad you got to go to china uh or you know i'm wearing adidas so you play in germany or whatever it might be we do this content because we love sports we love talking about it we love having fun and we love um the ability to make bad bad jokes and bad wagers and have you guys listen to it the second reason we do it is to connect with our audience make sure we're giving you guys the things that you want and things like that the third thing in order to do that is we have to be loyal and we have to be valuable to our commercial partners and and uh, that has just got more complicated in the recent years. So it is it is a paradox. There is more opportunity available than ever on the internet. There's more uh, opportunity available forever, with especially in our space that talks about gambling. But there's more conflicts than ever as a result. And so Sal had to make a very tough choice. He wanted to do great content. He wanted to be back on television. And I absolutely don't blame him for that. That makes all the sense in the world when a guy has been on television for that long. And he had to choose between... Uh, two opportunities because of because of the conflicts behind the scenes. And so I uh, wish him well and we'll continue to work on other things, but we're still around and we're going to do everything we can to make Caesars proud, to make Omaha proud, to make ESPN proud, and to uh, hopefully give you guys the best content we possibly can. So I want to thank my, the sponsors again. I want to thank Sal, but I, I really do want to thank the rest of the Extra Point staff. You're looking at Brett right now or hearing Brett right now. Eddie Spaghetti is producing this. He will be uh, obviously staying around. Dave, Martin, Mark, Jen, um, now Sarah. I'm sorry if I'm forgetting anybody. Uh, Kevin Hench, of course. Kevin Hench is a, a big part of what we're doing going forward. Um, I think that we will have more chance to spread our wings, more chance to do really fun things. And I can't help but think of Fred Claus that masterpiece when he started screaming and yelling about the trees that have been blocking uh, and causing the shade so the other trees can't grow. Well, we're now going to create a whole new forest and I'm excited for it. And I'm uh, very grateful that we'll be with you for this year and many years to come. Uh, so that's really all I have to say about it right now. I'm sure, you know, as we get into the topics and um, the show's Going forward, uh, we can share a little bit more details, but I'd rather get back to our usual interchange of horrible advice backed by expert analysis. What do you say you, Brett? Uh, I'm just disappointed because the movie that came into my head was not Fred Claus. Surprisingly enough, I, I don't think about Fred Claus that often. But just when you were talking about our, our chance to spread our wings, in the immortal words of Mark Wahlberg and the other guys, I'm a peacock, Toby. You got to let me fly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Peacock. Uh, let's go ahead and take our first break and give Caesars their deserved love. And then we will be back to only talk about soccer and nothing else. Why should you bet with Caesar Sportsbook? Two words, Caesars Rewards. Every bet brings you closer to the types of benefits only Caesars can offer. Hotel stays, VIP experiences, sports and concert tickets, and more. It's not just an app, it's an empire. You must be 21 and older and physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Utah, and other states where prohibited. No one stop before you start. If you have a gambling problem, Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net, Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700, Indiana, call 1-800-9 with it, Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF, Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplineMA.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117, New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, 
We know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Okay, we are back and we are heading to a matchup of big six clubs, Brett, which I'm really excited about. We've got Arsenal at fifth at seven points versus Man United eighth at six points. This game is Sunday at 1130 a.m. Arsenal is minus 125. United is plus 305. The draw is plus 285. Arsenal minus half a goal is minus 135. United is plus 105. So, Brett, freaking Arsenal blew my three-teamer last week after Saka <laughs> loses his mind early with a rare mistake and Havert can't convert right in front of the net, which was far for, far more familiar. But then Saka buries a penalty. Vieira comes in and starts creating chaos down the right, and they come back and they take a 2-1 lead, and Fulham goes down to 10 men. What are the odds that I am going to lose my bet when they're up 2-1 and Fulham is down a man, and their line is led by Raul Jimenez, who used to lead the Wolves line, which wasn't exactly known for scoring. So, of course, of course, of course, they blow it at the very, very end on horrible corner defending, and it's these kind of drop points that still mark the difference between City in the rest of the pack like you cannot stub your toe even in august even in august you cannot stub your toe and the terminator is chasing you so how did you feel about the title chase and how did you feel about arsenal watching them drop those two points at the end uh well first off some epic run bad on your part enzo and the chelsea and <laughs> the chelsea game missing the penalty only adam for plus 750 uh arsenal with probably i I mean, I don't know the exact numbers, but I'm guessing they're above 90% yeah. win expectation at that point. Yeah, um, I got to talk to Sal to see if we keep the bed eggs music because you can cue it up right now. Yeah, that's uh, that's some that's some pretty bad run bag here to, to start the year. But uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, the only thing I can think about was weirdly was just Fulham. Like they are just getting annihilated by teams and eking out points. Uh, Bernard Leno is apparently the greatest goalkeeper of all time. Uh, he's already saved, I think, uh, over four shots above expectation in three matches. Toby <laughs> in three matches. Um, Arsenal completely obliterated them. Fulham was super lucky to escape with the draw. Um, I just, uh, that type of weird fluky magic always just kind of pulls me in. So I didn't even really think about Arsenal. I wasn't feeling sorry for your bet. I was more like, how is Fulham doing this? What dark arts (laughs) have they acquired that allow them to do this to these teams? Well, I was thinking about my bet and not the dark arts. And so that, hence why I'm all worked out. But I was the difference also, between the two of us right there. In I was also thinking about United and watching their games. I mean, they had a really nice fight back after giving up two early goals to Forrest. Uh, Rashford, I gave him out to score last week, which did not happen, but he heavily influenced the game. And I think we're watching Bruno Fernandez kind of peeking in front of our eyes. I particularly love their clever free kick where Fernandez yeah. went to Rashford at the top and then ran around the back and nobody marked him. And he was watching wide open just to center to Casemiro for a tap in like it reminded me of a basketball play where they always say the most dangerous player is the inbounder um and he just kind of ran around and just created a goal out of uh, excellent design from Ten Hag and his staff I hope they run the annexation annexation of Puerto Rico next weekend um (laughs) I also thought that United looked better with Mason Mount on the bench, which isn't probably what United fans want to hear. And I hope we don't have the new Sancho on our hands, but I think we might. Um, we'll find out over the rest of the year. So I think, I think Brett, getting back to the the wagering, if you just go off last week's re- results, United is the clear play here. But that's why I think it's a classic example of a recency trap. Uh, I think Arsenal is the more coherent talented, proven squad, and they're at home. And I think minus 125 is actually great value. Uh, and I expect them to hold off United on Sunday. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i I'm right there with you. I, I like the minus 125 number. Um, I'm very curious to see two things, though, with Arsenal. And the, the only hesitancy I have is, are we going to see Eddie Nketiah start this match? Um, 
And how soon <laughs> is the Kai Havertz experiment going to get pulled, <laughs> get the plug pulled <laughs> from it? Because, um, I mean, there you mentioned Vieira in, in, when you're talking about the match itself. Like, that change, to me, they started just blowing the doors off of Fulham when Vieira came on for Havertz. Um, I just don't think I never thought that was a good role. I don't even think this is a indictment on Havertz himself. I know you the 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 joy you must have the Stratford and, and Mason Mount being on the bench with United looking better with Havertz going to the bench and Arsenal looking better. I'm sure that feels good to you as a Chelsea fan, but I think this is more like this was never what Havertz was going to be good at. It was a very weird like pay the premium to move a guy to a spot that he doesn't that doesn't unlock some hidden value. Um, I think they're going to still give it time. Obviously, it's only a few matches in, um, but that's definitely going to be something that I think we're going to look at as the year goes on with Arsenal, that if we start seeing this lineup, I don't think it's the best version of Arsenal that we can see. Um, and as far as Nketiah, he has been awesome. Um, I might be driving the, he should be starting no matter when, no matter what Jesus's health status is. Ooh, He's average over four and a half shots per 90 at 0.14 XG per shot. So 0.1 is about league average. Um, so he's shooting a lot, shooting from great locations. Um, I think he might, we might, you're talking about players that are blowing up before our eyes. I think he might be one of those and he's a plus 170 anytime goal scorer against United. And that one just like jumped out at me immediately. He, he came on, Granted, you know, it was Fulham and they've been terrible defensively. But when he came on, it was like he was just generating shots at will. And United has not exactly been airtight on that side of the ball. Yeah, well, it inspired. Nikkei has been good enough to inspire Arsenal to let Balogun head off to Monaco where he's going to get yeah. minutes and get a lot more uh, run that's going to help the U.S. men's national team. So thank you, Nketiah, for unlocking that and letting him go get some shine that's going to help us here domestically. Um, I noticed something watching the Arsenal game that I'm mad at myself I didn't get to earlier. It's I think it's going to be a new portfolio Brett from, uh, bet for me, Brett. Um Odegaard, who both of us love and who was excellent last year and who is actually Arsenal's most influential player, even more over Saka, Martinelli, and Jesus. Is he in our Mount Rushmore? I feel like he is. I think uh, Kinsella is like, Kinsella is a disgrace now. we got to take him off. I feel like Odegaard needs to be placed back up there. Yeah, get the hammer and the chisel and let's get back up on that mountain. Um Odegaard loves to shoot outside the box and is and is very accurate at it. And yeah. it's not that he always goes for corners. He's just kind of probing and testing the keeper. And he also makes these great uh, late runs onto the box. Uh, and almost always, it seems to my eye, put the ball on frame. So I looked up his shot on target number. Uh, because one thing about the shot on target is like, it doesn't matter where it comes from the pitch, as long as it's accurate and on the frame. And you often think about strikers for this. Cause you're like, Oh, they're going to get the chances, but it's all, you know, those are often really contested chances that, you know, because the defenders are there, it gets pushed wide to the post or they sail over the bar under pressure. And those, you know, you don't get the SOT for that, but Odegaard, if he hits a ball from 22 yards that the keeper catches you cash. And so I think I'm going to start playing this because I, I he loves to do it. He tries it several times a game, and then you get the late arrivals in the box for another opportunity where he usually side foots it, not with power, but with location. And it's almost always accurate as well. Like they don't always result in goals, but they usually draw attention from the keeper, which is enough for this bet to pay, pay off. And so it's minus 160. And I think I'm just going to start betting this each and every week uh, to see how it does as a portfolio bet, unless it like moves up to like 250. And it works as well again gets a lot of the defenses that Arsenal sees, like a lot of parking the bus and, and packed boxes uh, played by the worst teams in the Premier League, because that even lends itself more to shots to distance. So mm -hmm. I'm going to start playing this each week and see what happens. I like it. Wow. I have a portfolio bet, another one coming up as well. We're going to have just new portfolio bets everywhere on the show. What a week. Well, we should, because the the one you talked about in the first three weeks, Liverpool, come behind or draw, you got two caches, right? You got two caches in three weeks? At like uh, no, because I am, a, I am a genius that says it and then backs it up with information and then doesn't put it in his five fight. So well, I, yeah, I, I am, am the galaxy braining that. For sure. I'm the guy just following you, whether it's in the five pint or not, and actually putting in the slip. So thank you. Yeah, that's I've true. Got a couple extra bucks in my pocket as a result. Well, I hope you're not the only one. I hope other people are doing that as well. So just don't don't listen to my five pint picks. Just listen to the ones that I go on about that don't actually <laughs> make my five pint. <laughs> All right. So what portfolio bet you got for us, buddy? 
Uh, well, no, this, oh, it's another match. So we're moving on. It's oh. not going to be in the Arsenal United match. It's coming up. I'm just saying that there's going to be a show full of portfolio bets now. Well, um, when did you become a broadcasting professional? When did you start slipping teases into the bunch of nonsense oh, that you usually speak? I just learned, you know, I, I watch you for the last two years and I've just absorbed it. It's like osmosis and I've just become a great broadcaster now. Oh my gosh. I pity you. And I'm not a great broadcaster. So you must be learning from my mistakes. That's the only <laughs> way you must be figuring this thing out. Uh, a team that's not making mistakes, Brett is Manchester city. They are yeah. first at nine points and they are playing Fulham, who is 12th at four points. This game is Saturday at 10 AM city is minus six twenty five. The draw is plus 600. Fulham is plus 1600 city minus two and a half is plus plus one twenty two. Fulham is minus 155. So I've already started taking shots at Fulham. You've already taken taking shots at Fulham. Uh, with Jimenez leading the line, how on earth are they possibly going to score uh, in hardly any match outside of major mistakes made by opponents like Arsenal? And then they're going to face one of the greatest defensive squads I think we're ever going to see uh, who are just oppressing every single thing they possibly can. And the only goal they've given up the entire year is when Kyle Walker lost his mind and tried to backheel a ball off his own touchline like he was playing for the Savannah Bananas. So I don't see any way I'm taking Fulham here whatsoever. I don't love having to lay the two and a half because I can see um, City start playing with their food, but I'm not taking any Fulham line. So given the odds in front of me and given the ones I read out on uh, on Caesars, I would take City minus two and a half plus 122, but I'd be more inclined to do what I did last week in the Chelsea game that paid off well for me uh, against Luton is take City over one and a half and the clean sheet win. Uh, if you combine those two, that is plus 110. And if you want to add Holland in to score, because there's no way the guy misses a penalty again and like four other sitters, uh, if you throw the three of them together, you can get that all the way up to a really juicy plus 165. Yeah, I like it. Um, I mean, I, I was with you in, as far as the actual spread goes. Um, there's just no way. I mean, I, <laughs> I guess the, the way would be Jaden Bogle is the one, the way that tells you that you should take Fulham to cover. Um, I mean, I thought Sheffield had no chance and they somehow did, which was, I mean, which by the way, to go backwards, if we were going to ever own a soccer club, they would be the Savannah bananas, right? Like that's how <laughs> that seems destined for us. That's the club that we're going to have. Um, I just, I want to make sure that that point doesn't escape as I, before I go on this, but yeah, it's really hard to find any reason. Um, especially Jal Polina might be going to Bayern now to replace um, Ryan Gravenberch, who's going to Liverpool. Um, so Paulina has been kind of a key defensive midfielder for Fulham. So it just seems like, a line of resistance for a team that was already giving up a ton of goals is going to be on its way out. Um, it just looks really ugly for Fulham right now. They're they're literally only staying in these matches due to like Leno being just an absolute magical shot stopper all of a sudden, which has not really been his thing throughout his entire career. Um, and so I, I like I was looking for a bunch of ways like you trying to find ways to like tease the spread down and get some good numbers. But the only thing that jumped out at me is that Fulham has given up 15 shots to the following three players, Neil Malpe, Jonas Wissa, and Eddie Nketiah. <laughs> and now they're going to face early in Holland, yeah. and he's only plus 160 to score twice. I tried to look at his shots on tar- uh, his shots number. He's minus 150 to have five or more shots still. <laughs> so oh I didn't God. even think you had value going that high up. It was insane to me. Minus so, but 150 the, for five shots? Five or more shots, yep. Oh, you're absolutely right then, pal. Like, playing yeah. the the two of those five to go in the back of the net. Absolutely. And poor team that's poor defending and, and get your juice from minus 150 to plus 160 all day. Just need Leno to stop being the greatest goalkeeper of all time for 90 minutes, right? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so I took the plus 160 for Han to score twice. I mean, I think it's going to be a shooting fest, especially if Paulina. I don't know if that's actually been official yet. It was the, you know, you know, soccer Twitter is. Things get confirmed. They're not. Um, but if he's not in a lineup, that, that removes some defensive steel from a Fulham team that's already struggling to stop shots. So Holland might have like 11 shots and four goals. So I'm taking that one plus 160. Yeah. Well, uh, for my prop, Brett, I am keeping a promise. I'm keeping a campaign promise. Uh, I am going <laughs> with the same bet I went with last week. I am going Phil Foden anytime assist. They haven't adjusted the number. This is still plus 200. It cashed for me last week. It cashed in the five pine. That's why I kicked your ass in August. And it's why I'm oh. going to kick your ass 
September. I'm going to keep making this bet. Like as soon as he came on, he played that ball to Alvarez and he should have had an assist, like from basically his first touch, the assist that he got, I'm not sure he knew anything about, like it was kind of a lucky uh, touch on his that fell into Rogers path who hit a, you know, inch perfect strike into the upper left corner to, to save the day for them. But as soon as he comes on, he's clearly the danger man. Grealish did a great job down the left, but Foden is going to continue to dominate the center and the right. And they are a wildly better team when he is on the pitch and playing that role. And I don't expect Pep to put him on the bench again. So I think he'll get a start. I think they're going to score several goals in this game. And I absolutely expect him to be the architect of one of them. And I can't believe I'm still getting plus 200 for this number. Yeah, I mean, when he comes on uh, with, with De Bruyne out, like his influence is clearly growing, um, especially with the way the setup is, where they're they're almost playing like a four four two with with Alvarez and Haaland kind of working as like a strike partnership in a way. So Foden has so much chance to control matches. I mean, you nailed that as that bet last week when he came on as a sub. If he's starting from the beginning, it's great value. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see if there's great value in Chelsea, Brett, because they are 10th at four points versus Nottingham Forest, 14th at three points. This game is Saturday at 10 a.m. Our friends at Caesars have Chelsea at minus 260, Forest at plus 700, the draw at plus 360. Chelsea minus a goal and a half is plus 105. Forest is minus 135. So, Brett, having Chelsea come back and beat Luton Town 3-0, I saw a lot of encouraging signs. Um I liked what I saw, obviously, out of Sterling. Sterling was hazard-esque in beating five guys by himself to break the deadlock early. I got a text from you immediately after that. He ends up with two goals and an assist. And if he's going to be this lively, then they then Chelsea in general just become more interesting, right? Because like the big challenge they obviously have is putting the ball in the back of the net. And that's not new. That has been the last several years. And it's often because they struggle to break down low blocks. And so short of like them becoming like Barca Tikataka and just doing it that way, the surest other way to do it is one guy <laughs> takes out the entire block by himself yeah, that helps. If, if Sterling does that once a game uh, and they can grab a lead then the whole game opens up that's how instead of 1-0 it becomes 3-0 because the other team has to start chasing which has always been Chelsea's problem is not getting early enough uh, action on the scoreboard to unlock the game and allow their rest of their attacking talent to express themselves uh, so I am going with Chelsea in this game no surprise um, but the play I really like is Chelsea over two and a half I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Chelsea um, to win outright plus the over of two and a half goals allows you to get down to minus 110. So I don't think the over hits without Chelsea winning because uh, they'd have to concede at least two. And every force game right now is going over. Like it's just goal fest after goal fest in any game that they're involved in. They had five games uh, goals in the last game versus United and the over two and a half hit every game this season. So this is a classic example of being able to improve your odds by correlating outcomes. I would lose here if Chelsea, you know, only wins one Oh or two one, but I like, uh, I'm sorry, two Oh, but I like two one, three Oh, three one as a final score line and to get down to basically even number uh, money for it sounds like a good bet to me yeah i just don't know what to think of chelsea right now um i mean they they beat luton town uh but luton town's not a real team <laughs> um <laughs> so it's it's like it, there's there's such a huge gap i think there's even a gap between luton town and sheffield and then i think there's another gap between like sheffield and then the teams that are going to probably be fighting for the 18th spot which are like fulham bournemouth everton etc um so it's hard to really take that away because even when I was watching the Luton Town match, I was like, they're not like I, I was in my head. The thought was like Chelsea's not even playing that well and they're just destroying this team. Um, I will. I do. I will have to say, though, I will give my apologies. That is the second week in a row in which Raheem Sterling has dribbled through like an entire defense. <laughs> he may not actually be washed. Um, you know, he did. His profile would suggest he's a player that would maybe decline early. Um, but he did mention last year he was struggling with injuries. I know that was reported on as well. Um, so we may be seeing a fit and healthy Raheem Sterling, who still has some juice left because we, uh, if you don't remember, we were very happy um, with that signing for Chelsea. I thought it was great. You were excited about it um, and it didn't pan out. So if he's back, that's huge. I just don't know about him. I don't know about Chelsea. Luton town isn't really even a data test for me because like, their big signing was Ross Barkley, who's been wandering the French wilderness on a free. Um, so I'm actually going to go with Forrest 
uh, at minus one and a half. I don't like the juice, but the Matt Turner upgrade has been huge. He kept them in the match against United. He shaves uh, save shots above expectation. I think uh, the the results of the Forest match hasn't really necessarily dictated or uh, dictated how much improved they've been defensively. Because um, again, a big part of like the the score fest that was United was uh, Joe Worrell got sent off in the 67th minute. I think like. 10 minutes later, Bruno got a penalty. That's always going to fl- inflate single game XG. So they might be better defensively. I'm still not trusting Chelsea. So I'm going to take them at the minus uh, one and a half at minus 135, even though I hate that juice. Come um, on, Chelsea 2-1, baby. All bets cash. On there we go. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, and then the no to both teams to score is where you and I are going to really diverge, where our paths okay. will definitely go different ways. Um, <laughs> Ty, Ty, I'm a big I'm a big Taiwo Ohoni guy. I am not a big Brendan Johnson guy, and Ohoni is essentially the only goal threat that Forest have, uh, especially when they're playing this back three. And with Chelsea, I mean, Sterling, if he's back, there's a chance the attack is going to be there. I'm not sure that's the case. So the no at both teams to score at minus 120 was the problem. Awoni was really impressive last week. I was, he's uh, good. I am I am an Awoni stand. I will put yeah. that out there. Yeah, he jumped off the page. Brendan Johnson did not, and somehow Brendan Johnson is the one getting fifty million dollar bids. We are, we so need to talk. I wish them. I wish them a lot of luck. Can we talk about this? Spurs had this is the Spurs are should be banned for the year in this alone. They like Daniel Levy came out in this offseason was like, we need to build an operation like Brentford and Brighton. Scroll forward to this week. <laughs> they have a chance at Ansu Fati, who's been one of the best La Masia prospects to come out in the last five years, or Brennan Johnson, whose FB ref page is just short red bars in every category. And the yeah. Spurs are like, we're good on the Barcelona kid. Bring me Brennan Johnson. Yeah. No, Tottenham <laughs> would be better the show off. For life. Tottenham would be better off just like refreshing the Brighton Reddit page and seeing who they're targeting <laughs> yes. and then just doing exactly. that instead of instead of employing their own scouts. Like they would actually have a better chance because then they would see that uh that your your boy is going to Brighton, Ansu is going to Brighton, and they'd be like, Oh, we're screwing this up. We should actually accept this offer. <laughs> yes. They, they should have avoided any contact or deal that they had in place with Brennan Johnson and been like, Oh, Brighton think Fatty's good. We got him. Yeah, yeah. I, we'll take him alone. We got him. <laughs> so so qu- quickly before the break, um, my my prop is the combination that has went uh Chelsea on the to win plus the over. But but uh, just as somebody who watches a lot of Chelsea and, and talks about Chelsea quite a bit, uh, two other bets that I really like, and you and I texted a little bit about this one last week. If they're going to, if Chelsea's going to play this three-five-two and Mudrick is out, then Chilwell to score is an outstanding yeah. bet. Yeah, he was in the uh, box because- a ton against Luton Town. Because it, when Mudrick's not there and they're playing the three-five-two, Gallagher's not going to fill that space, and so Chilwell's basically their left side attacker, and they have so much cover for him behind them with uh, with Colwell and Silva and Desai that he's playing basically as a forward, but they're they're giving odds with him as if he's a defender. So if they're going to continue to put him at plus 500, I think he's plus 480 this week. Uh, as soon as that announcement of the lineup comes out, check it. If it's a 3-5-2, it's time to get there because unless he continues to freeze in the box like he's Mitch McConnell, he's eventually going to score one. Uh, the the other one that I would go for is uh, Enzo, right? Because Enzo, he is he scored in the Caribou Cup over over midweek on Wednesday, and he's going to continue to get uh, penalty equity. I just I know he missed the one. I know he cost me uh, plus seven fifty. But the guy has so much swagger. He's grabbing the ball again. He's not letting anybody else take it. And if Sterling is going to continue to run at guys like this, Sterling's going to draw a penalty. So one of these games, Enzo is going to get to the spot, or one of the, you know just through the fluke of all the other whistles that could come in. Uh, so I think at plus three sixty, I still like him, and I've got and just this was all an excuse that three touch um vo- like self volley into a pass to Sterling that led to the Jackson tap in was like borderline por- por- pornographic. When the replay came up, I expected them to blur en- Enzo out just like when a nipple shows up on TV. I could not believe the creativity that that guy has, and he has the swagger, and he is going to continue to be dominant in the Premier League for years to come. So find ways to cash on him, and plus three sixty as an anytime goal scorer right now is just another portfolio bet I've got, particularly as they play a game where you and I disagree, and I think there's going to be three or four goals in this match. 
Yeah, and, and to to back to go backwards off your Chilwell point, uh, just to make people excited about that bet. Uh, last week, touches in the penalty area went Sterling Jackson Chilwell. So he was essentially the third attacker in the box for Chelsea last yeah. week. Um, to right. back up Toby's point, so portfolio cool. bet that away. All right. Well, let's back up our advertisers points, take a quick break, and then we will be right back with what's actually the most exciting game of the weekend. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Okay, we are back and we are in for a barn burner here, my friend. Brighton, six at six points versus Newcastle, the newest member of the big six now that we've suspended Tottenham. So we got to cover this match. They are 13th at three points, although they are facing suspension if they continue to blow games like they did last week. This game is Saturday at 12.30 p.m. Newcastle is plus 150. Brighton is plus 155. The draw is plus 275. Newcastle minus half a goal is plus 140 and Brighton is minus 180. So Brett, uh, you sent me the following text at 1024 AM on a Saturday morning. There's a non-zero chance that Evan Ferguson might end up being better than Holland. So my question leading into this match, are you okay? Because this is the type of text. This is the type of text someone sends right before they check into rehab to address their problem. Do you need help? (laughs) No, I do not need help. That was I was not under the influence of anything when might actually scare you more and cause you to just commit me straight up. Um, but again, walking that text back, I just said there's a non-zero chance. And the reason I say that is, is Evan Ferguson is doesn't really get a lot of fanfare. But when Holland was 19, he was playing in Norway and I think he had about 12 goals and four assists. So when you're looking at Evan uh, or at Ferguson's number at this point in the Premier League, last year he had almost a thousand minutes at just 18 years old in the best league in the world and was putting up outstanding permanent numbers. Like there is an actual chance. Holland is a freak athlete. He kicks the ball super hard, which is a very like underrated aspect in being able to score goals and outperform your XG. But Ferguson is super skilled. I think he's going to be a better all-around player if if he's not the prolific goal scorer. But this dude is playing a ton for in a great in the best league in the world at 18 years old. I mean, he's putting up his non-penalty XG last year was 0.51. Like every other game at 17 years old in the Premier League, he could have expected to score a goal. That's nuts. That's a pretty good. I mean, we see kids be flashes in the pan and and just fizzle out. But I'm saying there's a chance that we look ahead in three years and Evan Ferguson is one of the world's superstars. That's all I'm saying. Just slow your roll a little bit. If you said he could be like Marcus Rashford or something like that, I'd be like, all right, okay, I'm, I'm not now concerned for you and and hit uh, <laughs> 9-1 and just waiting to hit the final one. Um, but you compared him to like the greatest goal-scoring machine that we've I, seen. All in the I said age. was non-zero. Non-zero. That can mean well, 0.1%. That's non-zero. Well, there's a non-zero chance that I might be better than Halad. I mean, it's not zero. No, there's, there's a lot of leading zeros. We yeah. are washed. There's a 0% <laughs> chance that you would have to be washed when you know Never were, Brett. You can't be lost if you never were. I was a never uh, were volleyball player too. On top of that, <laughs> so for this uh, for this game, I don't think I've seen enough from either side to actually understand them. Uh, Newcastle really confuses me. They come out in the opening game. They look like world beaters. They they roll Villa five one, and then they're handed just a golden opportunity. They're gifted a one zero lead, and then they're gifted a man advantage a few minutes later, and they somehow can't grow that lead, and then even worse, they collapse at the end against Liverpool. Yeah. So, I 
I obviously can't feel great about them. And like, I know you're a Brighton stand and you're about to drool all over the mic, getting a chance to talk about them and how great they are. <laughs> you are going to be I, shocked then at what's coming out of my mouth. <laughs> but, but what I've seen so far, I'm not like, Oh, these are world beaters. And I don't even know if they're top six beaters yet. So I think after this matchup, we'll know a lot more about both teams, but I'm just taking what I always do in a situation where I throw my hands up. I'm taking the double chance for one of the teams that I get the best odds on. So give me Brighton uh, plus a half a goal at minus minus one eighty. So I will have to say, I'm going to go back to last week. So I, I mean, you know, I get, I just got shredded for some things. I'm going to give my, I'm going to get my confidence back up. I do remember saying last week too, about the Liverpool bet. Darwin Nunez is one of the best subs in the world. Comes yes. on, scores two goals. I am Take a, a prophet. I am a prophet. Um, well, no, the, as the, far as the five fight begs to differ, the five fight begs to yeah, differ. Absolutely. There is no way shape right now you are anything close to a profit. What I really need is for someone to just like take the episode and just like talk about all the bets and then just repick my five pint for me without me telling me what they are. Um, <laughs> but no, I, as far as Brighton goes, I'm a huge Brighton stand. I think what they do as a football club outside of gambling is interesting. I have no idea how it's going to work out. But at the same token, <laughs> I watched them against West Ham and they were rolling out a starting 11 that had Pascal Gross, Billy Gilmore and James Milner uh, in the central of the midfield with James Milner at right back. I think it's interesting that they're not trying to get in the spending races of spending hundreds of millions on defensive midfielders. I think it's a good way to assess the market. They bring in a bunch of guys on low cost or freeze and see if they can get 75% of the production out of them. That said, there is no the, Brighton is looking right now is like, what if football manager became a real team in the Premier League? <laughs> they just have a ton of really good young attackers, some of which may pan out. I have no clue how they're going to play all these guys together. Absolutely not. It's sort of been this like super attacking four four two with like Matoma and Solly March on the wings, and then two central forwards in there with them. But it's backed up by this midfield pivot of Pascal Gross and Billy Gilmore or Dahoud, and then James Milner's playing right back. Estupian's, their left back, is just basically playing like a winger. So here's my new portfolio bet. First off, Ooh. I'll get my, my other bet out of the way. The way Newcastle plus 150, taking him on the money line. I don't trust Brent at this point, but my new portfolio bet is just going to be the over of any Brighton game, <laughs> whatever it is, I do not care. As long as they are rolling out this formation, yeah. they give zero Fs about the number of goals being scored. So this one is over three and a half goals at plus 120. I could easily see this being a 4-3, 5-4 type of match. So give me the over of three and a half at plus one. Yeah, plus. without talking about it all, we ended up in a very similar place. Uh, Brighton has four, oh, Brighton, not themselves, but they played in games that had 14 goals in the first three games. So it's almost five goals a game in Brighton games. Newcastle, uh, they've been 10 goals a game in three games. So we're looking at, I don't know, the two most action-oriented teams right now through three match days in, in the Premier League. And so I found a really fun way, Brett, that if your bet hits, if, if it really is 5-4, I would love to see how I'm going to lose mine. Uh, because I took a bunch of minus 260s, minus 250s, minus 270s that are all correlated and mashed them together in the same game. I'm taking the over two and a half, a goal in each half, and both teams to score. And you could you match those three together and they're all heavily uh, related. You can get all the way down to minus 120. So this, this is going to be a super fun one to lose when it's 3-2. But one of those things, like, doesn't happen. Like, it's 3-2 in the first half and then they kick the ball around and play a super boring second half. So I'm excited. I'm on the edge of my seat to see how this <laughs> costs me money. Uh, but I'm, I'm definitely going to go to the window and find out. Love it. I love it. I love. I just love how you just you take a match, and you're not you don't see anything straightforward, you know. And when you're looking at your ingredient shelf, so you just go back and you just start throwing things in the pot, and then you come out with something like that. I love it. Yeah, I am the soccer betting version of the Netflix show. Nailed it, and my results look just as good. Uh, so we have one game left to try to nail it, and it's Liverpool fourth at seven points versus Aston Villa seventh at six points. This game is Sunday at nine a.m. Pool is minus 150. Caesars has Villa at plus 350 and the draw at plus 320. Liverpool half a goal is minus 145. Villa plus half a goal is plus 115. 
So uh, my whole family would like to thank Trent Alexander-Arnold because I'm probably going to live a whole lot longer based on all the steps that I'm getting in my victory laps. The victory lap that I keep taking around the living room, talking about how he is a, a huge liability on the defensive side, and it, it offsets a lot of his value going forward that you are obsessed with. We saw on full display after I went hard at him last week when he can't even control a simple back pass, and it leads to Tony Gordon coming in and giving them a 1-0 lead 25 minutes in. Come on, Brett. When you saw that, you knew it was coming up this week. You knew it. You've dreaded so, this moment all this whole time. All I'm going to say is that this is a, this is a moment for our HR department because all I thought about when I saw that was, gosh darn it, because I can't swear, I am never going to hear the end of this from Toby. <laughs> I am being bullied live on a podcast and you people are doing nothing about this. <laughs> yeah, well, I, uh, I, uh, first of all, the HR department is going with Sal, so good luck chasing <laughs> oh, them down. Shoot. Is any of the uh, HR department now? That's <laughs> yeah, even scarier. And, and second, like it ain't bullying when you have the opportunity to join the other side. Just come on, man. Like, stop saying he's I the believe second what I believe. believe. This is the not- this is the internet age. You do not admit you're wrong, Toby. Doesn't matter oh. what evidence. We are post-truth. We are in a post-truth world, Toby. Wow. <laughs> All right, everybody. You can come to me for takes and, and bets and things like that, or you can depend on an internet troll. You decide who you trust your money with. <laughs> I'm uh, still back in my boy. Still back in Trent. So uh Liverpool, though, I mean, Trent, uh, Trent aside, what a fight back, right? Like what an incredible yeah, fight back. Like was- the Van Dyke card. Uh, I, I thought it was incredibly harsh, just like I thought the McAllister was incredibly harsh. Like mm-hmm. Liverpool's not used to being on the other side of bad calls. They're usually the ones getting the home cooking. So welcome to how the other half lives, Liverpool. But you're definitely getting it right now. Like Van Dyke was screaming at him to get up, and then he got a straight red. I mean, it was ugh, it, it was no good. Um, but then Darwin Nunez comes in, and Darwin Nunez absolutely saves the day. He was massive. Uh, the Salah pass for the winner was also, like, it deserves its own set of flowers. Let's not mm-hmm. forget the creativity that came to that. Hit the same low, hard ball across the keeper twice and captured three extraordinarily unlikely points against a Champions League-level team on the road, down a man for over an hour Kudos to Liverpool. I've been asking to see it from them. I saw it from them. And as a result, there's no way I cannot back them this week at minus 145. Yeah, I'm I'm with Pool as well, um, mostly because I just can't get a feel for what Villa is. And I feel like Liverpool is probably going to be <clears throat> a little bit undervalued just because their games have been so strange. Um, they basically played great for the first 35 minutes against Chelsea and looked awesome. And then the, the last 60 or so minutes of that match was just whatever. Um, and then, the, and then there's two red cards that mar their matches. Right. So uh, we haven't really seen what Liverpool is. I don't think. And Villa has been all over the map. Uh, yeah. They obviously got completely destroyed. I don't know if anybody remembers that against Newcastle. Then they hammered Everton, who might be the third worst team in the league. I mean, that's a pretty tight race. And then go ahead and beat Burnley. So the one good team smashed them. And then they went and beat up two teams that are fighting for the right to stay up. So I don't know if Villa's good, especially because they were playing a, a 3-4-3 with Matty Cash and Luca Dina as wingbacks, which like doesn't really inspire me with confidence. Um, so I'm going to take Liverpool on the money line as well. And then this time I'm doing it. I'm I'm not just talking about it. I'm not just giving you more evidence of why you should do it. Liverpool to come from behind and win plus Love 575. It. There we go. I can definitely Wait, see Ali Just the win. You're not adding the draw. You're no win and draw. I'm going for Straight the out on the win. Straight out on the win. Straight out on the right. Way. Starting it off with a bang this next month. Go, going all the way. Well, yeah. I am, uh, I'm going to take an obvious bet after what we saw last week because there's no way in my brain that he doesn't deserve a start. And that's Darwin Nunez, anytime goal scorer, plus 130. After he comes in and rescues the game, uh, they, he just absolutely deserves to lead the line. I don't know if Gakpo makes way for him or somebody else, but he needs to be in there from the start. He's earned it. And Villa got gave up five goals the last time they faced uh, another good squad and just a 
ton of chances to the front line. Like Isak just destroyed them, got two, could have had three or four. And so to get Nunez to get one at a plus number after he comes out of his uh, match-winning performance last week, brimming with confidence, I think is a good bet. Yeah, and and what do we always say on the show, Toby, right? XG comes for us all, unless you're messy. Last year, Darwin Nunez drastically underperformed his expected goal totals. He is due for a bounce back this season. So yep. probably some value on that one, especially going against a Villa team that just got railroaded the last time they played somebody that was any good. Well, I am going to find some value in the beer I will be drinking that you will be sending me for winning last month's five pints. So you got uh, destroyed 12.3 to 7.1. I yeah. win August, <laughs> but we we started zeros. And now that we're hitting September 2nd. Um and by the way, I as, as we talked about at the top of the show, I kind of had a rough month. So you are a true pal for taking a dive because that's the only way to explain some of your selections. That was it. Yeah, Eddie was like, "Dude, you got to make Toby feel better. Like, just start, just start tanking your picks. Like, don't." <laughs> Eddie, Eddie was like, he, "Like, yeah, I have my own microphone." And Eddie's like, "Don't, don't pick the Liverpool thing this week. Like, don't pick the Liverpool thing this week." You definitely would have won if you had stuck with that bet. Uh, yeah. Here's how I'm going to try to win this week. I'm going with Odegaard, uh, shot on target, minus 160. I'm going with my super fun Brighton-Newcastle mashup, over 2.5, a goal in each half, and both teams to score at minus 120. Phil Foden, anytime assist, plus 200. City over one and a half and a clean sheet win at plus 110. And because I've had the rough month, because I've had the rough week, a gift to myself, Chelsea plus the over 2.5, Super entertaining game ends with three points for the blues. Minus one ten is my final pint. All right. Well, I'm going to go. I'm going to keep riding the forest train. Uh, forest minus one and a half at minus one thirty five. Um, man, I oh, that plus nine hundred number was looking good through that first half against United. Uh, and then I'm going to take the no on both teams to score in that same Chelsea Forest match at minus one twenty. Arsenal minus one twenty five. Uh, Liverpool come from behind and win solely win at plus five seventy five. And then the Newcastle Brighton. Over of three and a half goals plus one twenty final pint need a good start lots of, lots of bets that involve goals being scored actually goals being scored and not scored so combination of both just have to, just have to hope they happen in the right matches <laughs> love it uh, all right so we started with programming notes let's just end with a quick programming note we will be off next week for the international break so you're welcome everybody you can get a week off from us but tune in to trendy on the former aao feed starting on tuesday believe it or not i am bad at betting on sports outside of soccer i could be bad at betting on football i could be bad at betting on baseball basketball the rest of them so i will really demonstrate that skill going forward uh brad evans from live on the line will be our first co-host uh who him and i will be going head to head on gambling next week and which is going to be super fun i'm excited to have him he's a good pal and he's a great entertainer eventually brett you'll come on there so you can lose to me in a whole new forum yeah it's great it's like multiple i mean we're really this is when you're talking about spreading our wings like it's just more places for you to bully and humiliate me (laughs) this is great (laughs) eddie there'll be a very detailed email about all of this in your inbox on monday Uh, well besides programming notes we started with thank yous and i'll end with thank yous as well thank you to omaha thank you to caesars thank you to espn thank you from to my teammates brett uh eddie everybody else and thank you to you all for listening um and for supporting us and continuing to do so in the future we will continue to do our absolute best to entertain and annoy you and make you happy and sad and angry and all the important feelings that you get when you listen to strangers yell about sports on the internet uh you could ask brett because apparently internet troll is his default state uh so You have our gratitude, and we promise we will continue to deliver the best content we possibly can on all forums and all channels. Uh, Look for more stuff on YouTube. Look for more stuff on social media. We are coming to fill your earballs with our usual interchange of horrible advice backed by expert analysis. So take care, everybody. Thank you, and we'll see you on this feed in two weeks.